0: I'm Neil Osborne and welcome to the Get To Yes podcast, where I teach, coach, consult and speak on selling in the hair, beauty and body industries. Have you noticed these days with your clients, or be they B2B salon owners or B2C salon and clinic clients, that being pushy just doesn't work? Talking doesn't work, however, asking and listening does. Throughout these podcasts, I'm going to discuss a style of selling that uses the skill of persuasion. Our belief is that you get to yes by listening, not telling. If you practice these persuasion skills, you'll become more successful, achieve greater results, gain that recognition you're yearning for, or maybe even just learn that selling can be fun. Hi, Neil Osmond from The Sales Catalyst here. In this episode, we're going to push on with that journey, that journey towards building your hair, beauty, and body sales territory through opening more and more new accounts. Boy, there's just so much to share. So whether it be you're selling to beauty salons, skin clinics, or owners of hairdressing salons, we all need to think about sales growth through acquiring a regular flow of new clients. As I've discussed previously, to grow your sales territory through a continue and ongoing stream of new business requires skill and consistency. Our conversation piece today is what to do when a new account to prospect goes quiet. Let's chat about an experience that we've all had at some point in our sales career. It happened to me last year. I was out on the road training a new BDM in the aesthetic industry. The day had been set up to prospect the lower northern beaches of Sydney. Jenny had done an excellent job in following the plan, researching and shortlisting a number of businesses in the manly and freshwater suburbs resulting in a well-prepared and planned-out day, mostly, though, of cold calls. I think we did about 12 to 15 cold calls that day and managed to stimulate some great interest from the carefully selected list of potential clients. We stopped for a fresh juice towards the back end of the day for a slight recharge before that last two cold calls of the day when it happened. Here we were enjoying a fresh, chilled juice in the beachside suburb of Manly, my juice had a hint of chilies in it, so boy, I was really exposing myself to some stimulus as I just had to get through those last two cold calls. Jenny was looking at a phone, as you do, scrolling through her emails, and she let out a sigh and her shoulders dropped. As a good sales coach, I said, well, what's happened, what's happened? She looked up, trying to pull herself together, obviously a little bit perturbed. Jenny went on to explain... And about six or seven weeks ago, in the first week of last month, a lead had come through from her country territory. The prospective client had a large business and was wanting to upgrade some equipment and was interested in a new top-of-the-line device, a rather expensive purchase, I might add. The initial phone conversation had been thorough, lasting over an hour, with the client answering all of Jenny's qualifying questions. Plus the client was asking all the right questions as well. It became obvious that the client also knew her staff and they had quite a technical exchange, even down to the client asking how big the device was, obviously thinking through where it was going to go. Jenny had done the right thing, preparing a courteous email the following day, supported by a number of links to further technical information, including some financing options. The following week, the client had responded positively, now divulging that her husband was a doctor and she would be buying the device in his name and therefore finance would be assured and won't be a problem. Over the coming weeks, there'd been a few more email exchanges always answering the emails within the same day, still very positive. One email even discussing specific delivery dates. In the meantime, Jenny had become quite excited, including this pending sale on her month's forward forecast. Her boss had noticed it and had genuinely reached out to acknowledge Jenny's efforts on the sales so far. As each week had passed, Jenny's percentage of certainty had increased on her pipeline reports. What was also exciting was that this will be the first sale of this new device in Australia and would attract a lot of attention across their internal network. Plus, to get that sale on top of what had already been a strong sales month well. Jenny was in for a really sizeable monthly commission payment. Between you and me, I think Jenny had already spent a large part of that pending commission. Anyway, then it happened, Jenny explained. Early last week, she'd received an email from the client. She said that she'd be back to her by the end of the week to finalise. And that was Friday of last week. Today was Thursday. And next Monday was the last day of the month, the last day where Jenny could close the sale to secure her commissions and their recognitions she so desperately wanted. I repeated my question. What happened? Jenny looked up and responded. Well, since early last week, she's gone quiet. She hasn't answered my emails, which I must admit is unusual. I've called her mobile, no answer. I even texted her two days ago and still no answer. I've only got two more days to go to close this deal and I I just don't know what to do. I'm feeling I'm starting to stalk her. That's definitely not how I've positioned myself. Jenny went on to explain that she feels that she built a great relationship and she didn't want to break that trust with the traditional end-of-month email. You know the one. You need to buy it now as I can't hold that price after the end of this month. Well, Jenny had really bought into this client, however was now in a really dangerous position. Apply sales pressure and hope for a possible win? Hmm. Maybe there was a real problem and that sort of sales pressure may prevent Jenny from coming back to that favourable price next month and therefore losing the deal altogether. Jenny was genuinely feeling uncomfortable on this deal. She looked at me and she asked, what should I do? We discussed our options and we considered a number of approaches. Then we settled on a two-step approach. The first was to craft a short, polite email asking if the client still wanted to pursue the delivery date mentioned in the last email. Then we agreed. If there was no response to that, we would then resort to plan B. I then explained quite a different approach, a friend Ari had used with great effect. We then crafted a unique email which we called the Dragon's Den, after the name of my chilly laden, rather potent fresh juice. Our plan was to wait another week into the new month. And if there was still no communication, we would send this dragon den's email. Unfortunately, it played out that the client didn't respond to the brief email and was still off the grid the following week. So, as agreed, Jenny then implemented our plan B and she sent our dragon's den email. Within an hour of sending the email, the client had responded. Quite apologetic explaining that there had indeed been a few personal problems that had pulled her out of the business for a few weeks and that she really appreciated the way Jenny had handled the sudden stop of communication. More importantly, the client shared that she'd be back on deck next week and at that point she would pick up the pieces and get on with ordering the new device and organising the installation and training as well. So how did it all end up? Well, Jenny missed out on that really big monthly commission. She was also a little bruised after a heavy conversation with her boss about the need for accurate forward monthly forecasting. However, that following month, Jenny also had a strong month as a few of those cold calls in Manly developed into sales. And while it wasn't a record-breaker of a month, having this new device sale come through, well, that created a solid month with a respectable commission payment at the end. In addition, Jenny's sales success was shared internationally, and volumes of exciting emails flooded in from all over the world. So what have you gleaned out of Jenny's experience? Drop me a note, I'd love to hear. And by the way, if you'd like a copy of the email that we've titled The Dragon's Den, send me your request to neil at thesalescatalyst.com.au with Dragon's Den in the subject line. However, beware, it will come with some specific instructions. Please respect them as it's not to be used lightly. It's a very powerful email. In a lot of cases, it has been a real deal saver. Oh, and by the way, when you're in Manly next, visit Ground Zero Cafe, the beach end of Sydney Road, and ask for that Dragon's Den juice. Have it with chilli. It's got a kick. It'll really clear your head, and it works. I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, enjoy your day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Get To Yes podcast. If you like what you've heard, please share it with someone you may know who's looking to become more persuasive or wants to diffuse resistance and get to yes more often. Until our next episode, you can visit me at thesalescatalyst.com.au.